This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. We're on the air. We are on. Okay. Uh, we were on earlier while we were complaining about uh, <laughs> everything that's going on here. Technical difficulties. Uh, oh, there we go. That sounds like the instrumental bump. Oh, it sounds thing. like here's what this They already said the intro parts, and now the music just came on. All right. Out and, uh, yeah, we're ready. Right. Right. We're on. Hey, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is the Cigar Authority, April 13, 2013, and we're back. And two guys smoke shop in Asheville, New Hampshire. This is Perdomo country right now. That's what's going on here. It's Perdomo and Northeast Rep. Roy Kirby joins us this week as I just got back from the TAA. That was the Technical Difficulties Association. Oh, no, Tobacconist Association of America, but it was technical difficulties there. I'll tell you about that as we have technical difficulties. Maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I can't. Um, I have some, some cigar scoops and lots more. So welcome, everybody, to, I hope, welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I have to say, while you were gone, I missed you. Yeah? Okay. I miss having our little talks and the, the ball busting that goes back and forth. And I had no connection at all. I could not uh, connect. A couple of little things on Facebook. Fa- Facebook's the only thing that worked. Yeah. The only way I could communicate was Facebook. Really? Well, hopefully it. the only way we can communicate is over the airwaves right now because you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week we're broadcasting from Nashua, New Hampshire. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We demand, we insist, we want you to smoke along with us. You can catch us on all seven of the radio stations currently picking us up in syndication on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Or you can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com and watch us live. Or you can catch the podcast after the show is aired on demand at any time by finding us on iTunes or going right to thecigarauthority.com. You can set it and forget it. And that's it. It just goes right to your smart devices, and you're ready to rock and roll. And let's not forget about the Cigar Station at uh, thecigarstation.com, playing us twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. So I'm lighting up a champagne. This is, uh, we'll this start is a, off with a, a nice, mild, smooth cigar. One and of my a relatively new size. size. It's the new size of the Corona. We'll have Roy Kirby on to explain to us this size. Is everybody is getting, uh, here's one for you, Chuck. Thank is you. everybody is getting uh, into bigger, thicker cigars? Believe me, Nick Perdomo did it years and years ago. That's what he did. And as everybody is zigging, he is zagging. They went into big, thick cigars. He says, okay, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go this way. That's how he rolls. Well, the interesting thing is this is the Corona size, if I'm not mistaken. And it's the thickest Corona I've ever seen. No, it's not bad. It's pretty thick for a Corona. I'm saying that this is at least four ring gauge bigger than a regular Corona. So I'm saying he went a little big on this, too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see where Roy with the exact dimensions and stuff. I'm going to take a little puff here. Yeah, it's good stuff. We say on the show we have a little dead air when we talk. That's because we really light and cut our cigars. We don't just say it. You can watch us right on the video. Yeah, we we're do. actually we doing do it. it. That's the way to go. If you're going to do a show about food, you got to eat food. you got to cook food or whatever. You're doing a show about 
alcohol, you drink it, you're doing a show about cigars, you smoke them, you don't fake it, you do it. Um, so, uh, technical difficulties, I've got to bring it up. We're having technical difficulties um, on the show. We do all the time. Last week, the show half, didn't even half air, right? Well, it aired for five solid minutes on five the radio and then so cut off. That. And then did not air again for an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And then played all, all we can the do last is, 30 minutes of the show. And all we can do is get ready for the show, do show prep, get ready. Hours. Get plenty of content, have everything done, do it in front of people, do all our end, and the person pressing a button does something wrong, and the whole show is over. Or they, think, or they think they set the program. I think the way I understand it, they, they believed that they set the programming correctly, and their timeline was off. And there was no one there to check to make sure that no it was going to run? No excuses. You check, you double check, you do your homework. And that takes me to the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America. And we do a thing on the TAA called the Dream Machine. And it's questions and answers from the man, you know, to the manufacturers, to the retailers, uh, 60 questions. What's well, an example of a question you'd ask if um, you were running the Dream Machine? Um... You know, how, what, what, were, you, were your sales up or down for last year? Okay. You know, best sizes that are selling. Get information to try to do it. Uh, this year, uh, I was in charge of the Dream Machine, which was a two-hour presentation on stage, 400 people. And during this two-hour presentation where I'm asking all the retailers questions and asking all the manufacturers questions, I also am in charge of the auction. And nine auctions happen in between this 60-question thing at certain breaks, uh, music starts playing, uh, which you were kind enough to do the music. The music went over very well, by the way. Nice. And um, the music would kick in, and then there's an auction. And is this volunteer? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't pay him enough if it was, if, well, it was yeah. a, if there was a salary involved, it would be exorbitant. So it has to be free, or you pay through the nose. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> and, and the auction <clears throat> produced ten thousand boxes of cigars I sold during this two-hour presentation. <laughs> 10,000 boxes of cigars I sold. Wow. I'm up on the stage. The thing's starting at 10 o'clock sharp. I get there. I'm pumped up. Uh, he's there at, at 7.30. Yeah, of course I was. Yeah. But uh, I'm pumped up. I got this whole thing going. I, I'm introducing myself. I mean, I got this whole thing going on, um, how I'm going to uh, create um, a little mayhem and chaos in the thing by... Uh, some disturbing questions that I was going to ask. I mean, this thing is, I'm ready. It's, it's like the Super Bowl, man. I'm yeah. ready to go on. Rehearsed. He rehearsed the questions. You have to, man. Yep. Over and over. So they, they got the little, on my suit jacket, the little um, yeah. lavalier, mic. lavalier microphone, uh, wireless, so I can go into the audience. I got things to pass Look at out. you. Oh, I, I got this thing ready to go. So I'm up there. Spotlight. All attention. It's, it's, not, it's not the typical dream machine. This has become a full production show. Yo, this is good. I cut 60 different songs because he had 60 questions. Wow. I cut 60 songs Breach down question. to 30 seconds so that while people are plugging in their yeah, answers, the, answers they got the music could be devices. playing in the background. They'd have something to do so between a, the dead time of questions. Yeah, so oh. it's, it's anonymous of how you answer so that you can answer truthfully and honestly what you're going to say. So I get up there, and everybody's got their iPads ready, and they've got to be wired in and all this stuff. It was like 10000 bucks to have this thing set up. And, wow. the, and I said to the guy before we did it, listen, if we're going to do it, 
we got to have a backup because stuff goes wrong and all this stuff, and it's a third world country. We're in the Dominican Republic is where we're doing it. Mm. I want to make sure everything runs perfect and everything. He says, well, I could create another backup environment in there where if anything goes wrong with their wireless thing, we have a, our own environment created. Great. So I have to go before the board of directors now because it's a few thousand dollars more. It's not my money to spend. I would say certainly, yes, absolutely. you got four or five hundred people there. Yeah. A few Let's thousand dollars is absolutely worth it. I go to the board of directors. They say, absolutely. Great. I'm up there, the guy with this thing in his hand. You know, listen, I need a little, uh, a little security. security. Right. So they say, okay, do it. Well, I get up there. Everything's ready to go on. Nothing's working. Nothing is working. Everybody's screaming. My thing isn't working. I'm not able to click on the thing and all this stuff. All right, everybody, hold on. I'm, uh, wi I'm wide for sound here at this point. And standing up there, you now, have to no, save the show. Not like you have can, to save the show. It's he not can't like take the microphone and put it behind his back like he does no, it in an anniversary party and yell. I can't at run away from the mic. He's, it's there. It's attached to him. Yep. So <laughs> at that point, I'm saying okay, and the, and the guy says, "Hold on, I'm working everything. If everybody can go on to this and doing thing, and people are looking at me, and time is going by, and an hour and 15 minutes go by, and nothing's getting better." Nothing is getting better, and I'm standing there, and... What about plan B? Plan B was, I said, we're going on right now. After an hour and a half. I'm on. I've never been off. And I go, okay, the first question, raise, you your, raise your hands. Oh my God. I mean, I'm down to raise your hands at this point, and I'm making fun of myself, and I'm making fun of other people that are there, and saying, and then the mic cuts out. Probably after about an hour and a half of, of sweat dripping on it or whatever, because I'm getting so frustrated, uh, it shuts off. And now I'm talking loud, and they got a guy, a guy out there with a microphone to, to ask questions to me, you know, as debate go, goes on and it kicks off. And then I'm talking loud to the crowd, and I go, Well, why should the mic work? It right. should. You know, you start expecting this. Um, so, you know, and, and now I'm planning on talking about this, and the show's ready to start. We're here two hours early. Everything's working. And just before the show's ready to start, it shuts it off. It shuts off. And it's a, we expect this to happen. It's, gonna, guys... it's getting to the point where in the prep, we plan now for it not to be live. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If I, was, if I was in control of the board, wherever this is happening, whatever radio station, I tell you, it would never be down, ever. 100% accuracy every single time. I would do whatever I would have to do. I would stay after work today and make sure everything is perfect so it never, ever goes down on my watch, ever. That's how I roll. It's a point of pride. Whatever I got to do, I'd stay all night. I'd get in five hours early. The show's ready to start and the thing's going to go down. It goes down every single week. I would make sure it would never, ever, ever happen again. But that's me. Why, isn't, why is this happening every single week? Every single time. For three years. Three years. That's what do you think is going to happen now. next week? What do you expect to happen next week? <laughs> I expect it to happen next week. What would a gentleman do, Chuck, besides kill someone? No, it, it, there's only so much you can do. You know, there's so much you can do to, to, to yeah. put the show on. and It's all with, with somebody that's got their finger on the trigger, and that's it. They're going to ruin it for you, or they're not going to ruin it for you, and here's the button, and that's what happens, isn't it? That's it. So They're taking years off your life. Oh, my God. This, it's so frustrating, and, and that goes, goes even to, to back to our retail operation, our stores and our mail-order company that we have. 
we sell cigars and we do marketing and promotions and we drive people in and we do everything and it's the computer guys in the back end and all of a sudden December 12th this year yeah we have no internet for three days yeah, no ability to process credit card orders for three days on the second busiest weekend of the year I am promoting, marketing, doing everything. I got a staff of 18 people, health insurance, benefits, I, the buildings. I, I do everything I can possibly do. And there's a guy that's handling the computer part of it, and he messes up, and the whole thing is down. And you know what? I was in the, um, um, the lounge in the, in the uh, airport, and there's all the businessmen and stuff that are in there waiting for their plane and stuff. And I hear them all talking the same thing. It's IT. Oh, my God, it's a nightmare. My IT company, they're horrible thing. They're awful. So it's not just me. It's, it's these people that, that think they can operate a computer uh, because they took the class or whatever, and, and they can't do it. They obviously can't do it because I would bat a 1,000 if I did it. It would be a 100% guarantee that the show is going to go on no matter what. The show must go on. Right? Now, You're a DJ. I bought a brand new controller. You saw it on yeah. Facebook. Anyone that is friends with me on Facebook, I bought a brand new controller, spent a full thousand dollars on it, played with it for a couple of hours yesterday. It is very close to something that I've owned before, so I felt confident taking it out. Not so confident that I didn't bring a full second system with me in the car in case You're a wedding DJ. something went wrong. I was that too. You do not show up at somebody's wedding and ruin their wedding and the thing doesn't go on. You apparently can ruin somebody's radio show. You can apparently ruin somebody's trade show. I plan that, that trade show two-hour in front of 400 people exhibition that I put on. I planned it for a year. The, the computer guy ruined me. Ruined me. What was that going to do? And you know what? The people were very nice. The state, the, it, it, an hour and 15 minutes before I went on, two hours, I went right into their golf thing and everything. Everybody stayed, standing ovation at the end of it, and the people were so very nice gracious. to me. And they said, holy God, anybody else would have dived out the window. I wanted to say to them, listen, I do a radio show that gets screwed up every week. I can handle it. This was all actually ready for me that... Um, <laughs> it could be done because this this, this kind You've of crap. You've been preparing for that right. trade show I've been for three years. Yeah. I've been practicing this crap for, for years. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't go right. It just, and it, what can I do besides have the buttons? Or, you know, what's the next step? They can't do it right. What do I do? Do we go just to to an iPod show or whatever you call it? A podcast. Podcast that we handle ourselves and we don't have to worry about people that are uh, the technical. Part. I don't listen. It's a cigar show. I've, I've, uh, you have the right to vent, Dave. I've vented uh, out, and, and that's all I got anyway. I'm, I want to try to enjoy my uh, Perdomo, but it's just so frustrating. I'm know? enjoying this Perdomo. This is the best size. I'm not a thick ring gauge guy. Yeah. This is the closest thing to something that I would smoke on a regular basis as far as the ring gauge goes. The trade show. Very good. The trade show, the Tobacconist Association trade show was full of big ring gauge cigars, and we'll talk about the sizes and things I saw. Oh, my God, they were there. But it was all the, the, the cigar makers. Did you find and, someone that will make a 100 ring gauge yet? No, I didn't even ask. But, but we were all smoking cigars. But everybody was smoking regular-sized cigars. You, you didn't see anybody over a 50 ring gauge smoking. But yet, when they were displaying stuff, there was these big, enormous, cartoon-looking cigars. I mean, cartoon-looking stuff anyway. Um, this was the uh, Tobacconist Association of America trade show. It was in La Romana, Dominican Republic, at Casa de Campo. I've been to Dominican 50 times. 
I've never been on that side of the island, nor stayed at a place like this. Holy God, was it beautiful. Um, that movie, um, oh, the war movie starts with an A, uh, uh, Apocalypse Now, that's where they filmed it. Where the helicopters came in around the thing, it was right in there, that's where they, they did it. We had uh, dinner there most beautiful place. Everybody gets a golf cart. The resort is gigantic and you drive around and go to your, your different places you have to go. Everybody was so nice. You want to stay someplace nice. That's, That's the place. Best huh? place I ever stayed. Mm. Casa de Campo. Beautiful. Nothing worked as far as technology, but the... Uh, what was your plan B, by the way, for that? You said there was a backup environment. Yeah, that didn't work. Didn't work. It wasn't tested. Didn't work. Uh, and the day before, actually, he says, I want you in after whatever had to go on. You have to come here. Um, Rehearse. Everybody went to lunch, and I had a missed lunch. You don't do that to a fat guy. That, Bad I enough. think, is why you were so that, upset. Well, that started me off. So this is the day before, and we did a rehearsal, and I did the whole thing. And we didn't go into the sounds and things like that. I, he just wanted to hear my thing go. I should have just made him do his thing. I got my thing. You just play yeah, the song. You just make sure. For the, the last two click. months, I've practiced my yeah, thing. Yeah, I got my thing, but it was me doing it, and boy, it, it was going to go awesome. I mean, the thing was going. You know what I've noticed from a, uh, the, a personal standpoint? People feel like they can associate themselves, and it's unfair they associate themselves with greatness. So they were in the presence of greatness, yeah. therefore they were great. I don't know. So they, in this particular case, the guy saw that your well-rehearsed thing went well, and his, so that means his unrehearsed thing was going to go well. It did not go well at all. But this is how if it played I would, out in his mind. If I was him, I'd be worrying about his gig for next year, which yeah, doesn't look happen. good. Doesn't look good. How much is it to buy the system? We'll just buy one and do it. I, I am thinking of all kinds of things. I'll get into it with you. Maybe you'll help me out and say, you know, because this is what it makes you think. How can we do it without him at this yeah. point? Yeah. I don't want to not hire him. I don't want to press the button and stuff, but I have to. I'm not going to go up there and stand in front of everybody and stuff. And like I say, it was like ridiculous that I'm standing. I'm ready to go. Let's stop talking about this. It's angering me. <laughs> all right, let's talk about who was there. <clears throat> okay. Who was at the trade show? John Sally. You know who he is? No. Basketball player? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. John Sally, uh, retired NBA basketball player, talk show, the best DM talk yep. show. Um, Second best. He played, uh, his roommate was Dennis Rodman when he was a player, and he played with uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Miami Heat, Shaquille O'Neal, all the best. Uh, big, giant, seven-foot guy. Yeah. He was one of the uh, guest speakers, so he gets up and talks, and uh, he gets right into, and David Garofalo. When I'm looking for something to eat, I follow this guy around. I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I'm sitting there, and he gets into a whole spiel about me. Wow. He's roasting you. But I don't even know the guy. <laughs> Never met him. Don't know him. I didn't meet him before at the uh, Night to Remember, uh, Cigar Aficionado's Night to Remember. Yeah. He was a guest speaker up, up at there, and he was funny as can be. And uh, same thing here. He was funny, but I, I guess he must have asked somebody, okay, I need a few guys around here to talk about. So, uh Make fun of the short, fat guy, right? So, easy target. Uh, yeah, really. easy target. But it was funny. It was good. And uh, he was funny, and he's an advocate of cigar smoking. Um, Eddie Murphy's his good buddy, and uh, he may be having a basketball game with the President of the United States. And I'm like, you know what, after it's over, have a cigar with him and calm him down, tell him to look somewhere else and do whatever he can. Uh, Absolutely. So he could be an advocate wow. and, and a help for the cigar industry, but it was good. Obama's attempting to push cigarettes up over $10 a pack. New tax coming down. How much are they now? How much are cigarettes? I don't even know. 
six, seven dollars. Be another three dollars. I think in Massachusetts they're over ten dollars now. Really? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Well, they got I Obama Jr. down there. They were like six bucks up here in New Hampshire. And Massachusetts is like nine, so they've got to be over. They've got to be over ten now. Nationwide, they're pushing to go over yeah. ten. So the who's who of uh, cigar industry people. Um, you had uh, Cynthia Fuente representing uh, Toro Fuente. She was there. Uh, our buddy George Sosa was there with his boss, Alan Rubin, for uh, Alec Bradley. Uh, CLE, Christian Aroa. He was there uh, with Tom, uh, the guy from the asylum. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he showed me some cigars we'll be talking about earlier, uh, later. Uh, Crown Heads, you had uh, uh, John Huber and Mike Conda. They were there for Crown Heads. This was their first year being part of that organization. Uh, Jim Young uh, was there for Davidoff. Yeah. Uh, Steve Saka was there for Drew Estates, along with um, uh, Cuenca and Blanco. Cuenca y Blanco. CYB, <laughs> baby. Yep, Dr. Cuenca and uh, Jose Blanco was there. I spent a lot of time with those guys. Uh, they know their stuff, and they got something new coming out. I'll explain uh, nice. that later on. Uh, J.C. Newman, Eric and Bobby Newman were there. Uh, Glenn Case from Kristoff. Inez and Lito Gomez from La Flor Dominicana were there. Um, uh, Jose Ortega from My Father Cigars was there. And uh, your, uh, your girl, LaDuania, she was there. I heard, uh... never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go nowhere. <laughs> Go nowhere. <laughs> you think we got troubles now? All right. Uh, George Padron, uh, and we have we may have some uh, big news on uh, George Padron. Yeah, something uh, big in the works. Big in the works. Big. The next year is their fiftieth anniversary next oh, wow. year. So they're gearing up for it now. And uh, I was very very honored by him for his request for me, and we'll talk about that later. Um, Rocky Patel was there. Nick Perdomo, Pete Johnson. Uh, it was a who's who. It was wow. a who's who, and uh, it was uh, five days, and uh, besides uh, my basically four hours of hell, uh, I now, tried to have as much fun as rumor, I could doing rumor it. Rumor has it, because some of the reps have been in, rumor has it you kind of got into it with a couple of different people during the Dream Machine. Well, that's what, that was part of it, and that was, it was awesome. And, you know, after they got a little hot about a question or whatever, and they came over to apologize later, and I said, absolutely not. I mean, that. That's what I was looking to try to get. You, w- well, give us an example here of like uh, a we tough were, question. A tough uh, question. Cuban cigar stuff. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and how do you handle that? And you know, one one famous uh, cigar celebrity said, you know, you're crappy, and you tell the people it's no good, and blah blah blah. And another person says, no, it's not true. That's not how I feel about it. And you know, stirred up Strong the thing and stuff. And I, well, my question is, how do we as cigar retailers handle the allure? And the customer coming in and saying, well, Cuban cigars are the best cigars in the world. How do we handle it? That's the question. Well, I didn't take any stand at all. I'm just asking a question. And, and people would, if they had a stre- extreme yeah. uh, thought themselves on it, would think that I'm taking the other opinion. And, I, and it was great to not have the opinion. I was just the moderator and, and basically stirring up the crap, you know, and... It was good, and I got into it, and uh, despite what that happened, everybody was saying, you know, it was awesome, you know, but it could have been much, much greater than it was, but it was pretty good. It got people thinking, and then at the cocktail parties and everything that happened after, it kept coming up. You know, everybody was talking about pulling me aside. I disagree with you, they would say to me. Uh, I don't think um, you're right when you, you talk about such and such, and I said, I didn't take an opinion at all. I, I, I just question. asked the question, right. but it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Stirred it up. Stirred it up. Stirred it up. Uh, limited editions. Lots of uh, limited editions. We've got a little time for this? Yeah, we got time. Um, 
So the TAA comes out with limited editions just for this group. The group is about, I think, 65 now, 65 retailers across the country. Um, supposedly the top retailers in the country, they're part of this group. And um, they have limited edition uh, products. For instance, the Padrone 1964 Toro. That is only available at people that have TAA, that cigar. Other, obviously, other Padrone anniversaries are available, but the Toro itself, which... Uh, a little more beefy, a little more chocolatey, oh, yeah. uh, something going on with that cigar. It's the best one of that line, in my opinion. It's getting big, big ratings. That is uh, an exclusive product just for people in that How group. How do you feel about that, by the way, the, the exclusive cigars that you know, draw the strong ratings and, and they're tough to get for consumers? I mean, do you think it's... Uh... Well, in the case, and I'll answer first, in, in the case of the Padron, which is available all the time, I can buy it as often as I want and in as much quantity as I want. They'll just keep making more of them. I think it's great. Because retailers that want to go into something like the TAA and become educated and become better yeah. retailers, yeah. that's going to help the cigar industry. What I don't like is when there's the blah, 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 this and that, and it's a, it's a one-time release, and there's only 100 boxes, and people are cr scrambling over each other. You end up with one guy in Ohio trying to buy them all online and over the phone. So he can resell them on the black market. It's not good. It's, in it's, my a, mar opinion. it's a marketing ploy to create excitement within within a brand or within a company is what they try to do. You know, it's uh, like anything else. Uh, if it's limited, you can't get it. You want it all the more, uh, and that's what they try to create. And sometimes it backfires. You know, it's a risky thing to end up doing. If nobody ends up buying it, it backfires. Yeah. And, that, and that's what happens also on the auction part of it, that the discounting thing that happens is at a certain range. When you get to a certain point, these discount things kick in. And um, it's a risky thing for the manufacturer to put in because they can get embarrassed. If it goes nowhere, yeah. nobody's interested. So it's a risky, risky thing. Having actually the right guy up there to, to push it and promote it and get people pumped up about it was a major key. Uh, I knew it going in. I said, i got to get up there and be the auctioneer and make this thing happen. And every single one of them went to the top uh, by doing that. But, uh, you said 10,000, right? 10,000 boxes, a lot of boxes of cigars. It's a lot. And, and that's just at the auction point of it. Then we went into a trade show after that, and everybody spends on top of that way more than even that. I mean, these people went in to buy. It was a buying, uh, it's a buying group, and it's... Well, we're, getting, we're all getting ready for the summertime. I mean, right. This is the time to stock up and get yourselves ready to go because it, you get a mini boom every single year. Yeah, and, and you got um, new stuff coming out, and we... Uh, because we were there to see it, and we're placing our orders. We're going to get it, and uh, so we're geared up for it. We're going to get it first. Um, so, um, vanilla mustard. Vanilla, vanilla mustard is what you're getting from this Perdomo Champagne. Phenomenal. I never thought that that would be a good food combination. It never crossed my mind, but picture just the the essence of mustard seed with a, the sweetness of vanilla. You got a little bit of that. Bitter and a little bit of the sweet kind of working off of each other. I can't disagree much on that. I definitely it's awesome. get mustard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't disagree much on that. As you shouldn't. This, uh, you got a little mustard going on. And vanilla. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. And not the spicy mustard. No, the yellow it's mustard. The yellow one. Yeah. Yellow mustard. Isn't that funny? Okay. <laughs> Roy doesn't look happy. It, well, hey, call him, call him as we see him. It's funny because, you know, I want to go up right against you and say you're out of your mind. But 
I think you got that one. There's a little mustard going on. You mustard, it's yellow. Remember that commercial? No. You mustard, it's yellow. And it was about the spicy mustard. Um, so this year, uh, they come out with new uh, limited editions that are going to come out. So we can expect to see the Alec Bradley TAA Prinzato, which we know a few years ago. Okay, that was already, the Scar yeah. of the Year. The Figurato. A okay. new size, just made for the group, and it, it's uh, not a torpedo. It's quite the opposite. It starts big and goes skinny. Oh, all right. So pretty unique-looking, uh, box-pressed, uh, so we'll look for that. You have the La Flor Dominicana double-press. You know the double-press double that yeah. we have now? Keep that comes pressed on both sides of the box. Right. A Maduro version, just oh, for the group. And they do Maduro well. That's it. Maduro, they do Maduro is their big well. thing, so this will be exciting to, to see this. Uh, no sample on either of these, by the way. Uh, we bought them anyway because we know it. They, you know, just one, one is a shape change. The other one is the Maduro, which is probably going to outsell the other. That's how La Flor Dominicana goes. Maduro actually outsells in La Flor Dominicana. Um, hmm. And that happens to a few things, maybe even Padron. The Maduro outsells in the natural on Padron. Um, Davidoff folks are making a special AVO, and it's a box-pressed AVO. This is not only the first box-pressed AVO, it is the first box-pressed ever from Davidoff, the company. Uh, they've never even made a box-pressed cigar at all. And i got a story to tell you about that. We've got a couple minutes. We're going to, well, let's do it. I'm going to tell the story in any way. The other one's a uh, Tatuaje uh, 10th anniversary. Um, special size for that. They, they're coming out with uh, two sizes. There'll be a third size, the bigger size for the TAA, and a Kristoff 685 Woodlawn, uh, 2,000 box total. They let the first 1,000 boxes go to the group uh, in advance. But on the, on the AVO, I placed an order for uh, not a gigantic amount because I never smoked a cigar, uh, but this is a uh, and something I'll be able to buy later on also. So I don't have to go crazy with it. I don't have a sample of it. I'm going to be able to buy it later, so let me buy some for now to get the jump on everything, and then I'll buy later on. And they looked at the order, and they said, this, this is it? This is all you're ordering? And I said, yeah, I can buy it later, right? And they said, yeah, but we thought you'd really pile up early. Uh, it's going to be hot. And I said, well, there's no cigar to taste. There's no nothing. I don't even know. I'm doing a blind. That's a pretty good order for trying something I, I don't even know. You know, you guys never even did a box press before. I don't, how do I know? And they go, well, it's going to be good. And I go, yeah. So you say. Yeah, uh, you're the salesman. Of course so, you're going to so say it's good. One of the guys digs in his bag, and he pulls out a cigar. He goes, listen, they only made five. Five samples. Five really? cigars. That's it. We haven't even tried this thing yet. The hell? Here. They give me the cigar. I said, you sure? And they said, yeah, we're not place putting your order through. Smoke it and come back later on. You're going to be amazed with the cigar. Here you go. They cut it, lit it. I said, okay, let me move on. So I'm smoking the cigar. I go to the next booth over, and it's the Drew Estates booth. So I placed my order with Drew Estates, and it was a gigantic five-figure order. And it's Steve Saka. And Steve Saka looks at the order. And he throws it back at me. He doesn't hand it back to me. He throws it at me. And he goes, yeah, you want to go beef that up a bit and come back. So I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not how people talk to David usually. Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, you want to beef that up. You it's the biggest order he's going to get all right, day. Right. It's the biggest order. It doesn't need to be beefed up anymore. So uh, I, I said, what are you, crazy? I said, you know, ha, 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 take yeah. the order and let's go. And then he says, no, you've got to be 5% more than you did last year. And this is not bigger than you did last year. I said, you sure? And he goes, 
yeah. I said, well, what did I do last year? She says, I don't know. I said, well, how do I know? Why are you telling me this now? It, it's game time right now, and why, what are we doing here? And he says, no, you have to make it bigger than last year. And I go, well, I don't know what that number is. You didn't tell me, and I didn't know this was the, the way this game works. So he said, in order for you to get this, you, you're going to have to make 5% more. And I said, I don't know what the number is. He said, can you look it up on the computer to the kid that was next to him? And he starts looking up in the computer. I'm, so I put my cigar down, because I, I need both hands to argue. Well, yeah, he's got to move his hands to yeah. talk. So I put the cigar down, I start arguing with him. And, you know, how the hell do you do this? And I need to know this in advance. And how am I going to end up giving you an answer right now to whatever it's going to be? And it turns out it's going to be double. Right. What, what it is. And I go, how do I, I wing it? What do I wing an order that's going to be double? I got to look at my inventory and do it the right way. How do you let your work positioning it double? Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm swinging my arms. I'm talking to him. I'm yelling at him and stuff. And I said, he says, you know what? Call me on Monday. Put it together. Take your time. Calm down. Give it to me on Monday. It'll still work for you. And I'm like, okay. And I go to get my cigar I just put down. The cigar is gone and the ashtray is gone. This is a cigar that they only made five of. The cigar is gone and the ashtray is gone. Now I start really getting loud. Where's my cigar? Here, I'll give you a cigar. Whatever. I go, no, I want that cigar. And they go, there's plenty of cigars around here. You have that? I said, no, I want that cigar because I can't say, listen, they gave me one of those cigars because there's other yeah. people that didn't get the cigar, so I don't want to call attention to that, but there's already attention because I'm getting loud. And everybody's looking and stuff. I said, where's the ashtray? They took the ashtray and they took the cigar. Well, somebody took it. And I said, who took the thing? I want my cigar. And, and now I look like a baby. I want my cigar. I'm still <laughs> stopping his feet. <laughs> the cigar never comes back. Later on, I bump into the people from Davidoff. And they said, what do you think of the cigar? Oh. And I go, you want to hear the story? I got a story for everything. It's terrible. But here's the story. I didn't smoke the cigar. This is what happened. I said, you know what? Double my order, whatever it is. Ugh. Double what I said, and uh, what am I going to do? So things, things were fun. I had how, a good time, but things went wrong. How and far into that stick were you, that cigar? I, not much at all. Not even a couple a, of a, puffs, a, Yeah, a couple point. of It was the next booth, so I lit it. They cut it, lit it, smoked it. I, I had a... Steve Soccer has a remarkable way of getting you to go from zero to 100 miles an hour in just a little while. So it's not like you had time to sit there and get revved up. Right. Plus, David is pretty much ready to push the nuclear button. Anyways, he's hovering his hand over like Kim Jong-il. Like, oh, well, I, I walked we away from him, and I said, I just gave you a five-figure order. You say it wasn't double what you ordered last year. You don't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, he threw back in my face. I said, and you, I said you let me walk away with this. Anybody else is going to do cartwheels, I hit him an order like this. And I walk away, and he's laughing as I, as I leave. He's <laughs> laughing as I leave. So. Is this is this quick question for you before we go to break? Is this like a like a like a trade show where it's just a smoke fest? Like you're chain smoking the whole oh, time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is uh, so you're buying as a as a as a retailer. Is it is it hard to like for new stuff, for example? Listen, is it really hard to, to gauge? I spent a million dollars. That's all. I spent a million dollars. Don't throw it in my face and give me a sample and don't give me a hard time. Make the make the microphone work. I'm not asking for a whole bunch, but I, I, I go in there packing, whatever. I, I hate to be the, the bad guy. And hey, I don't thing, think you're the bad guy at all. That Honestly, I think I'm going to have to learn a little bit before the IPCPR because I think I might have said some things that I would have regretted if someone threw an order back at me. So it's good you were able to keep it in and kind of laugh it off a little, even though you seem you think you got a little bent out of shape. I would have been beside myself. 
You know what happens? It's one thing after the other that leads to the breaking the camel's back, and then it becomes a little thing, and then I yell at somebody that does some little thing anyway. So anyway, en enough of my chatter, and, and, and uh, let's move on to better things. We're going to go to break. When we come back, one company calls it Black Nicaragua, and the other one uh, calls it White. Uh, returning to the industry with a white one. We'll explain that. Crazy Asylum News, uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison, Old Fod Freddy, and lots more, including the Northeast sales rep for um, Perdomo. Perdomo and uh, a former Two Guys uh, employee joins us when we come back. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Floor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. 
You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is John Hart from Drew Estate, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Old Park Freddy. (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. I knew it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority with us from Perdomo Cigars, Roy Kirby. Hi, Roy. Hi. How's everyone doing? Everybody's doing good. Well, I'm, ha- I'm having a rough day, and there's a lot of uh, – it even gets worse. So we're here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, it's, a, it's a cigar store, and we smoke cigars in here. $35,000 ventilation system in here, and we have a neighbor because it's a condo, and we, have, we own downstairs, <laughs> and we have a guy upstairs that um, rents. And uh, flashing on his sign is he's moving. He's had enough of us. What? And uh, it says he's moving, and here's the new location and, and all that. And it says, the new location, plenty of parking, no smoke. <laughs> Which, so as you drive into Two Guys Smoke Shop, you see a giant sign that says no smoke. There's plenty of smoke, and we're smoking even all the more. I love it. Now, he's, he, isn't he the guy who had us change the polarity of the yes. system, so it went from positive to negative or vice versa? Yes. And it essentially, Which I said to him, you don't want to do that because... You're going to force will, the smoke upstairs. Right, right. You don't want to end up doing that. This is the way you want to work it, and this is how the engineers came in and engineered this place. Wow. So this is the way it should be. He says, I want to turn the other way. He brought his people in. I says, hey, go for it. I like the smell of smoke. And so he did it, and he's been complaining ever since, and I, we tried to be a good neighbor. We did everything we can. Um, I bought stuff upstairs gone up countless times to yeah. be nice. So he, he's already out anyway. They're already out, but they got the sign going until August till the lease runs out or whatever. And So if you come here to Two Guys Smoke Shop and you think we have no smoking because it, it says we don't on this big <laughs> giant sign that's out there, well, there's plenty of smoke. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to smoke two at a time now. But, uh, Are you going to move upstairs too? Uh, I'm going to try to buy it. I'm going to try to buy it. We'll take it all. Then I don't have to listen to anybody. Right, right. So it's the only that's way always to do a big it. complaint with everyone. But I want to listen to you. I want to listen to you about Perdomo cigars. And uh, How do you ho- get the flavor of vanilla and mustard in a cigar? Is there a secret to that, Roy? <laughs> yeah, we use mustard seed in all nice. of our champagne <laughs> yeah. cigars. Oh, you're tasting, the, you're tasting the champagne. Nice. I don't know where you came up with mustard. But everybody's palate's different. Everyone's so. palate's different. Most of yours palates are wrong. But <laughs> okay. So, so, Roy, how did you start in the cigar business to begin with? This is a very open-end question here. Wow, gosh. I was working in Boston at the time, and I went by Two Guys Smoke Shop. Yeah, you did. <laughs> when he was in East Boston, yeah. and I was uh, 
asked to go out on the road by Paul Swashberg. Yes. So I started selling cigars on for Dave at uh, gas stations and I think little markets. Yeah. And things like Golf that. courses, Golf restaurants. Golf courses, restaurants everywhere. You were very good. You were very good. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And then uh, you moved on to working in our store. Uh, when you moved to Salem, New Hampshire, I decided I would like to do retail. So on weekends, I would come in and work on, in retail for you guys. Yeah. And then uh, I moved on over to the cross the street. Yeah. And then after that, uh, I opened up a franchise, a two-guys franchise in Seabrook. Yeah. Which I ran for about six years, and then I sold that back to you. Yeah. Then I managed it for two years, and then I went to work for Podomo. Uh, awesome. Tom, Tom O'Hearn, who was a great sales rep and well-liked sure. by many, uh, passed away very unexpectedly. And uh, we called Nick up and said, I would like to come on board, and yeah. here I am today. The opening came available, and you like it. I like it. Like it's, it on the road. It's great. A lot of driving. I think in the last two years, I've done about 98,200 miles. Oh, my God. Just around wow. that, 98,200. So we'll, a, we'll call it 100,000 miles. <laughs> And that's in New England and upper New York, upper state New York. And you go in, this is interesting. So, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you did, as a cigar smoker, you came to us as a cigar smoker buying into Boston and stuff, your regular cigar stores that you bought at. And then you went to two guys. And then it's probably having your own place. Obviously, you went to nobody but your your own place. My own place. And now you get to go to everybody's cigar store. Yes. Which which is, I would like to really do. It's, it's kind of fun because, you know, you get to go and say hi to the guys, but then yeah. you can say, see you later, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Just spend a little time. Spend a little more. time and, you know, you make like, a lot of friends. You meet a lot of customers that you become friends with. And, uh, yeah, it's a great. It's now, a great. you do lots of events, and you're doing an event in the store today until uh, 6 o'clock. Until till 6, 6 o'clock. We're here 10 to 6 today. We're at the other two uh, locations with two guys uh, Thursday and Friday, and today we're in Nashua. Now, i got to imagine you got to be the best out there because you worked retail for so long. Yeah, you've got the you've got the inside track really. Yeah, I, I know both sides of the fence. I know yeah. what, you know I know how it is as a retailer and you know a lot of retailers don't like to have things pushed down their throat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. so I know I know how it is on both sides and I think that And you're able to deal with the consumer because you dealt with the consumer head the on for years and years. Exactly. So I think it's uh it's a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And you see a lot of that then um it, it seems to be the next step, working at a cigar store and then working then for moving the, out on yeah. the road. You see yeah. that? You do see that a lot, yeah. yes. It's the way to go. It's a smart way to go. And, uh, you know, I think there's uh, a lot of stars out there for manufacturers uh, working in cigar shops that are really good at it. And, yes. Uh, you know, it, too bad for me losing you, obviously. A, a, uh, but we're still a, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a stellar employee. So, uh, yeah, it, it, because that's a natural progression anyway. So, uh Let's, I'm going to put down my champagne uh, right now, uh, loving it. Uh, I think it's one of the best cigars, my favorite cigar out there on the market right now. I, I love it. Did you taste the mustard as well? I did. I didn't want to. I wanted him to be wrong, which is what I want to do. <laughs> was it honey mustard or over. was it just plain mustard? It was yellow mustard. Yellow <laughs> mustard. I don't know about the vanilla, but... A little bit of vanilla in there. Oh, God. So w- sweetness. Time hit. I'm sorry for, for uh, blabbing that whole last hour, but I, was, I had to let it out or I was going to explode. Um, this is the uh, Perdomo 20th anniversary. That's 20 this, years. The 20 years in business Perdomo's been around. This is the 20th anniversary sun-grown that you have in your hand. Yeah. They make that cigar in a sun-grown and a Maduro. Yeah. Uh, I like the sun-grown best. I, I go back and forth. But yeah. I, I think they're both are fabulous. The sun-grown is very 
spicy in the beginning, but it goes away, and it's just a full burst of, uh, burst of flavor. I mean, it's just tons of flavor to this cigar. I'd say this is the top of his line right now. This uh, is the, I know he makes you know, more expensive cigars, cigars, but... This is uh, it's a, it's a home run. Yeah, this is good. Nicaraguan tobacco is hot. This can be anyway, but this is a semi-box press cigar. I wouldn't say... It's somewhat oval, somewhat box press, yeah. somewhat uh, round. Did you hear me that right there, Roy? Uh, what are we looking for? Cutter? Cutter, lighter. Okay, why don't you use this lighter? All yeah. right. Give him a big lighter anyway. So, uh, yeah, beautiful packaging. I've been to the factory a bunch of times, as you have. Uh, Nick does it right. I mean, but um, he's, he's been there in Nicaragua for 20 years. 20 years. It's a full vertical company. Yeah. Uh, they own everything uh, from the fields all the way up to the box factory. We make our own cellophane for the cigars. Yeah. Uh, he does it all. I think so he doesn't import any tobacco? Uh, he does not import except for the Connecticut wrapper we use on the champagne. Hmm. But everything else is uh, Cuban seed. Uh, Maduro wrapper is not a... A lot of people use a Connecticut broadleaf. What we use is a uh, Cuban seed uh, Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan tobacco. So most of the stuff is Puro, all Nicaraguan. Yes. The champagne's got obviously a Connecticut, Connecticut shade. shade yes. uh, great Connecticut shade. Those are the number one uh, perfect quality wrappers. Oh, yeah. yeah Beautiful. Phenomenal. There is no better looking... Cigar than that when it when it comes to a shade wrap cigar. And what I've always noticed and always enjoyed about Perdomo is how packed the cigar feels. One of the giveaways. And a perfect draw. And it's a perfect, a perfect draw. draw. One of the giveaways when I'm blinded on a Perdomo. One of the ways I can tell every single time is I get about an inch into the cigar and I squeeze down the bottom and it's not that mushy. It's not mushy at all. Yeah. It softens a bit, but it's still very firm. Therefore, it's a Perdomo. A lot of times when you pick up that cigar. You'll, you know, people will squeeze it and say, this is packed too tight. It's not going to have a draw. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a because lot of tobacco draw, with a draw test, draw. right? He draw tests test. everything. Every, every single cigar comes out as draw tested. Wow, I got a little countdown clock. Is this, what am I supposed to go up to? <laughs> Two, Two minutes? Because you always end early, and you know? it's like, you know. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, you still have a minute to go. All right, this is uh, awesome. But this will mess up on me anyway, right? Or is gonna I would happen? go at like 155. Make sure you're out of one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, any, any uh, news coming up? Any, do, I see these packs, these uh, Perdomo packs. Yeah, we just came out with a Perdomo pack, which is a four-pack of cigars. Uh, retails for $19.99 here at Two Guys. Great little thing. It's a little humid pack in there. Four cigars, $19.99. $5 a cigar. Yeah, it's crazy. Humidified inside Humidified. the bag, so everyone's perfect. Good for six months in that little package. So. And after you use those four cigars, obviously, you just keep putting other cigars in and keep it going. Hopefully, Perdomo cigars. Yeah, I hope, because it's Perdomo all over the package. It looks kind of weird if you didn't have Perdomo in there. Right. And uh, so that's in all stores now available? Uh, most stores are carrying it now. Yeah. It's available now. Okay. Uh, another thing we're coming out with is on this new 20th anniversary, we're going to do a line extension this year with a different size. It's going to be a Corona Extra. Okay. Oh, nice. So you're going to really be tasting a lot of that wrapper on the yeah. wrapper and on the uh, sun-grown wrapper. All right. got to go to break. Thanks, Rory Kirby. He'll be here till 6 o'clock. So if you're in the area, come on down. Take advantage of uh, the deals he's offering and the, and the promotions. When we come back, uh, Nicaraguan cigars named Black and White. Two different people. Fire-cured Kentucky tobacco is being used now and lots more. So uh, we're going to take a short break. We come back. All that and more. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Kelly Thompson from Altadis, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. 
This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices. It's Stogie Heaven. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move.
In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moses is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. Locally owned and operated, you're listening to WSMN 1590, Nashua's News and Talk. Uh, this is Mike Ferraro, representing Christoph, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. And the hits keep coming. The hits keep coming, but I'll just leave it at that. Uh, we're back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. Black or white, Kentucky fire-cured cigars. All the kids are doing it. And, and uh, really? lots of cigar news and information from TAA. Welcome back, everybody, to this mess called the Cigar Authority. Mr. Jonathan, you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. This week, from Nashua, New Hampshire, 
We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. You we never insist... know it from outside. It says no smoking, but there's smoking going on. Go ahead. We insist you smoke right along with us. You can catch us on all seven. Sometimes it's seven. Seven, three. Sometimes it's zero. Nine, zero. Sometimes we play Moe's commercials. They've been out of business for three months. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There's a beach pizza place where Moe's was. Yeah. The pizza is phenomenal. It is. And I'm working on them getting to be an advertiser. Good. I'm working on it. We won't play the advertising, of course. No, we'll, we'll play we'll most. We'll have them on there, but okay. <laughs> we'll eat their pizza. Even the, even the intro to the station or something was the wrong station. Yeah. But it, it just keeps Frustrating. Going. Yeah. Uh, so we are be currently being picked up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You can always tune in right at thecigarauthority.com and watch us live. It seems to be the thing that works right now. Yeah. You can catch the podcast, which also works. 98% of the time, on demand. Find us on iTunes, set it and forget it. And now the cigarstation.com, I'll tell you this. That's they good. play us yeah. from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1 every week because I'm in constant contact with Jim. If there's ever an issue with the podcast, he lets me know, and we fix it. Yep. Post-haste. Because it's not live. Live radio, you're, you're asking for trouble anyway. So in, yeah, in respect to that, you're asking for trouble. So I, think, I feel like we get, you know what it is? You've been too nice. Because you wouldn't put up with this for me. Hey, satellite radio is knocking at our door. They're knocking. I'm answering. All right. Because I, I got to imagine they, they can pull it off, right? They can do it. Yeah. They're big, right? Yeah. They're still radio, dude. No, they're not. It's satellite stuff. It's got to be ISDN. It's, you know, I don't know. Phone line. It'll be a stronger connection. I mean, it's I got to imagine. It's a different level. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. They're paying attention, I think, right? I have satellite radio. You pay for it. I can I can vent really loud and swear and stuff at them, right? Instead of just, uh, <laughs> I guess you could. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we just lit it up. So I'm not putting it down because we just lit the thing up. This is the uh, Perdomo 20th anniversary. One of my favorites. Uh, Perdomo's rocking, man. This stuff is is going like this stuff no is other. hot right now. Yeah, it's, it's going. Hot. If you haven't smoked Perdomo in a long time, let me tell you, it's never been better. He's got some great, great stuff out there. There's something for everybody. They have some low-priced cigars, Nick Sticks. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing for that price. You, everything's under 5 bucks. And the thing about Nick is his level in t- of integrity as a person himself, if there's an issue, we, we over the years, and it, it does happen, someone cuts the, the wood, the tree down at the waning moon or waxing yeah, yeah. whatever, Sapping and it feet. saps out a little bit, send them all back. Yeah. The replacements are on their way. Not send them, and when I get them and see, yeah, yeah. the replacements are already on the way. Send them back. He, he demands perfection from his staff, and his cigars get better and better every year because he gets better himself. Now, what, what, what you're mentioning, which is pretty amazing to a lot of people when I've told a story, if they've ever got a, um, a cigar box and there's a little tackiness to it, and it's sap coming from the tree. Not the picture what, itself being tacky, but the inside of the right, box. Right, right. Uh, a little sticky. Yeah. Okay. Um, and on the cellophane, you'd feel, wow, it's a little sticky. What happened? That means when they cut the tree, um, the moon was not full. They or have, the moon was full. I don't think you're supposed to cut it's it It's raining. On full moon. It's, it's after the full moon. Right. You can't cut the tree down after the full moon. It's so how, is that pretty unbelievable? And that's what happens. So they do it up until the point of the full moon, then they have to stop. And they wait till the moon goes back down and it goes into the next whatever Cycle. it is because something happens with the, the, the sap of a tree. I don't know how they ended up eventually figuring this out. Is it like low because, tide, high tide? You know how like the moon yeah, influences yeah. the ocean? I mean, it's got to be. It's like Old Fart Freddy says. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah. things were better. They yeah. were smarter then. They could figure that out. 
because they didn't have iPods to distract them. They weren't sitting on the john looking at Facebook. Tell like me that I, segment like is, I do. Uh, it's still running. Old Fart Freddy? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. That's coming up today. Yes. Oh, yeah. We get the Old Fart Freddy segment anyway. So uh, it is official. Uh, I'm going to let you know right now, and there's been talk about it, but it is official right now because I heard it right from the uh, horse's mouth. The only thing, the only question I have is, do you have the size written down correctly? I do. Are you sure? Positive. That that's a six? Six inches by 80. I, I'm 90% sure. So the that it's eight by eighty. Horse's mouth. Okay. Horse's mouth. Six the by eighty. The rumors on, on the blogosphere are incorrect. Then, and you're saying you heard it right from Christian. Right from them. And he didn't make a mistake. Yeah, and I gave you a purchase order on it yesterday. Okay. That should say it right on it. Six by eighty. Eighty ring gauge. So you understand what a eighty ring gauge? <laughs> one ring gauge equals sixty fourths of an inch. Right. So a sixty four, sixty fourths is one inch across of it. This is an inch and a quarter across. Yeah. That goes in your mouth. Inch and a quarter. I will not smoke it. I don't know if somebody on the show wants to do it when we get one Well, in. we have to smoke it. I'm not smoking it. Put I'm a not... little bullet hole in it and don't put the whole thing it's in ridiculous. your mouth. You do the old fart Freddy. You extend your lips and you meet the cigar. There's no need of it. Uh, I said that the 60s weren't going to be popular, that it would weed off. Right. 70s come in. I'm like, this is crazy. They go. This is the next step, 80. I am going to make the prediction that no way. It'll be maybe for a week or so, the crazy people will end up trying it, and then it I will predict, never sell again. I, I predict that it goes strong for no, a year. No way. For a year. No way. It's Mark a, the tape, Chuck. I this am, is a debate right how, here. Okay. Do you know what Jump the Shock is? Yes. Happy this, days. Happy days. This is Jump the Shock. I don't know. And it may be the end of the 60 ring gauge at that point because it just went over the top. It's, it's crazy, and now everybody gets realistic, and they start coming out with uh, regular Because there's, there's dudes that smoke cigars for different reasons. Some are about the flavor. Some are about the consistency. Some are about just the brand. And some are about give me something ridiculous that I can start a conversation with, and that It's got to be very uncomfortable ridiculous. to smoke. It's got to be uncomfortable. I don't think people care. 60 ring gauges are uncomfortable, let alone 64. 80. 80. No way. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, when I smoked the 7x70, the JFR, that was a very good cigar. Well-made, burned well, it sells. multiple changes. It sells. We run out of it all the time. It's that. quality. I think 80 could be pulled off. If any, and if anyone can do it, it's going to be someone like Christian who has his hand in it. My God. So, it's insane. Uh, and at the same time, uh, this is a good time to bring in uh, news from the asylum. News from the asylum. Can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Are you insane? You're out of your mind. You'd have to be insane. Stop the insanity! That's right. Stop the insanity. And it's they, time. They're going to add to the insanity. It is time for news from the insane asylum. Odd. Historic and sometimes horrific news. Too insane to be true, but it is true. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to now the insane 6x80. That's insane. Oh, That's Asylum. God. Now, who is more wholesome than Charlie Brown? No one. No one, right? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown right. is the man. And the man who was the voice of Charlie Brown in the first Peanut television special has pled guilty to threatening and stalking both his ex-girlfriend Lucy. and... Lucy? 
a plastic surgeon who gave her a breast enhancement that he paid for. Is Lucy his girlfriend? No. I don't know. There's no there's no They're word hooking on up. That. I mean, come on. Yeah, whatever. All right. So City News Service says that 56-year-old Peter Robbins entered the plea of guilty Wednesday in a San Diego court and could get up to three years in prison at his sentencing next month. Prosecutors say Robbins called his former girlfriend dozens of times every single day. Don't they want that? Don't he would wa- kill her. Oh, they don't want that. And her son if she did not give back <laughs> his dog and his that. car. And then they say he made similar threats and demanded a refund from the plastic surgeon who is now sleeping with his ex-wife. Oh, he yeah. wants a refund from that guy because he's playing with boobs that he paid for. That's right. Those are mine. <laughs> but I put them in. And Robbins provided the voice uh, for the title character Charlie Brown in uh, the 1965 A Charlie Brown Christmas and also in 66. One of the It's best. the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That is insane. And that's Asylum. So Charlie Brown's going to jail or what? <laughs> that could be a movie. Charlie Brown goes to Charlie jail. Charlie Brown goes to well, jail. Oh, they did it with <laughs> Ernest. Yeah, yeah. That could be the next one. Oh. So, uh, yeah, 6x80, that's coming out. Um, and then another extreme. So, Asylum goes 6x80. CYB, Quanco B. Blanco. Great stuff. Uh, saw both of those guys down there. Spent a lot of time with them. And they actually gave me a sample of their special limited release coming Did out. Did it get taken away in an ashtray before you could smoke it? No, I got to smoke that, that whole thing uh, because I didn't put it down. Typically, I don't put my cigar down in an ashtray. I hold it all the time. But, again, I was in the argument yeah. stage. I needed both hands. I didn't want to hurt anybody and poke their eye out with it. So I put it down. But this one I held on to, and this was the CYB Lancero. Hmm. Not usually a popular um, size for us. Um, it is in the geek world of cigars. People like to end up having They end up having a lot of flavor, which this did. But this was a Lancero that was a little thicker than the normal Lancero. The draw was perfect. It was well-constructed. I smoked it all the way through. I, I was good with it. Um, so, you know, here's a guy putting out... 40 ring gauge Lancero. The other guy puts out an 80 ring gauge. Uh, <laughs> double the size. Yeah. Double. Holy God. It's crazy. Um, so uh, that is that. Uh, t- uh, this uh, Monday coming here for the folks that live in the Boston area um, is the Boston Marathon. You running? No. I'm, again, I'm cobbing up for it like I always do, yeah. but I will not actually participate in the event uh, because the Kenyans got it. You know, they- well, interesting thing. Do you know what country is three times more likely to win the Boston Marathon over the Kenyans. No one. Well, there's more Americans. There's more Americans that are going to be the running. The Americans are three times more likely. Because there's more of them. Yeah, right. Because there's more of them. Three times more likely. They've won three times more times than over the Over many years. But if you take the last 10 years or 20 15 years, years, 15 years, it's all yeah. Kenyans. Kenyans have had the majority of the wins. They had a total of... 29 wins in the last 30 years. 15 years. No. What? For the men and women. Men oh, and women. Runners. They don't have any women. Take Nine them. of them. <laughs> yeah. Take what them. they don't have is uh, men's wheelchair or women's real wheelchair racers. But they. There was a show on History Channel like months ago, right? And it was called like Two Kenyan Brothers, something like that. You could probably YouTube it, but. It was amazing. It was just like this documentary that, that followed these two Kenyans around the States, right? So they're in New York, and there was a marathon going on, and this Kenyan guy just decided to enter, like, last That's minute. It. Oh, I'm going to enter today. And placed, like, sixth. Yeah. Nice. Didn't even train for it. Just jumped in. I was just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Who is the who is the third most likely to win? Not me. Third most wins all time for a country. Oh, uh, Canadians. It is the Canadians. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, how about number four? Russians. Japan. Now, how about the least likely to win with the least amount of wins in history? Israel. Uh, Israel is not on the list uh, as ever winning ever. Okay, so they would be less likely to win, right? Yeah, uh, it has to be. A, it has to be a country that's won. Somebody who has won that. W- Mexico. I'll give you a hint. Mexico. Say hello to my little friend. Cuba. Really? Wouldn't that be Colombia? Wasn't he Colombian? Cuban. Cuban. Oh, never mind then. Cuba has nothing. But Colombia. <laughs> okay, so well, Colombia. So once. Well, let me give you a hint. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Colombian. So do you, you know why the the um, the Boston Marathon is is this Monday? No, because it's Patriots Day. Now explain this. Patriots Day, the biggest hack holiday of the world. Right. Um, ridiculous, uh, but it is uh, a day off so that it can be a long. Hang on, I'm not so sure wait. that I can side with you on this one because what is Patriots Day? Uh, the official Patriot Day of Massachusetts is a civil holiday commemorating the anniversary of the Battle of Lexington and Concord. 200 years ago. Yeah. So, so what it is is there hasn't been a uh, three-day weekend for the hacks in quite a while, so it's Patriot's Day. Gotcha. That's what they do. I thought it was about the Patriots. So they don't have school because uh, the school system's going good. So give them, give them yeah, days give them off. Yeah, day off. And because the government is running so efficiently, you might as well have some days off, too, because things are going so well there, too. So extra days off. That's what it is. Hack holidays. Well, it's good for retailers. And it happens not only in Massachusetts, but the same hack holiday actually happens in Maine because Maine used to be part of Massachusetts. Therefore, they can have the day off, too. I learn something new every week on this. Hang on a second. This is where it's Maine at. was part of Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah you get yeah. what? Maine what? was part of Massachusetts. But they don't connect. That. They don't touch. Yeah, I don't know. Anybody know why it was? I don't know, but... Maine was part of Massachusetts, therefore they observe it. They just want the day off, basically. <laughs> but New Hampshire doesn't observe it. No. No. Because right. we go to work. Well, I have to work Sunday night, and actually it's good to know that that's a Massachusetts holiday. I'm DJing in Massachusetts on Sunday night, so I, be plan, busy. I can plan on staying a little late. It'll be busy. That'll be a late party. Yeah, because they don't have to go to work. Beautiful. Because they don't need to because uh, right. it's a hack holiday. Do so. you have on your, uh, on your notes there that what they typically do for Patriots Day is they have the marathon, obviously, yeah. and they have the Red Sox yes. play during the day at like Just noon. because the traffic isn't bad enough. <laughs> They add that into it to really block down Is stuff. that happening again this year? Yeah. Yeah, it happens every year. Um, the event attracts 500,000 spectators each year, uh, making wow, it New wow. England's most widely viewed sporting event. 500,000. So they got 500,000 people coming in. It is my so least let's play ball. Let's bring the baseball game in, too. It is my least favorite thing to watch is running. And then the, the second least favorite thing is soccer. But then hockey. Okay. What? So, yeah. Hockey? I cannot I like stand hockey. hockey. Really? Oh. Go, go to a hockey stand game, you soccer. get into it. If you go to the hockey game, you get I it. like to play hockey. Yeah, okay. I love to play hockey. I do not like to watch hockey. Okay. Golf, I used to not like to watch, but I like watching golf. All I right. like to pretend I'm Tiger Woods. And we like to know what you like to watch. Tiger, Tiger so, Woods, y'all. So that's it. <laughs> that's me. Uh, the Boston Marathon started in 1897, and um, it started with 18 participants. And now, uh, last year, they had 20,000 registered participants, never mind 500,000 people watching. And uh, it's the world's largest marathon, and uh, it continues. Uh, The course runs 26 miles. So they do 26 miles. What do you think? What's the record? 26 miles. How how long does it take to do 26 miles running? I'm going with uh, two hours. 
I was going to say like 3, 3.15. Two hours, three minutes, and two seconds. No wow. one can break the two-hour thing, huh? Two hours, three minutes, two seconds in 2011. That's, That's the incredible. record. So it's re- recent. It's getting close. Yeah. So if the guy can go three minutes and three seconds faster it's than 26 miles, they can do it. It all depends on the weather. It's got to be kind of cool for them. And I'm, te- I'm going with it. The, the, I'm marketing. The, I'm air marketing it right now. The record's going to be broken. One hour, fifty nine minutes, fifty nine seconds. Yep. The, the, and, and they make they and make the, events what out country? of country. Kenya. Kenya. Oh, good Kenya. guess. <laughs> good guess. Kenya. They make an event out of this heartbreak hill, this long hill that's part of the thing. Oh and yeah. They, they yeah. talk it up, and they and it, it happens. It's like, running. You got to talk about something. What are you going to talk how about? How about not talk about it? Don't put it on the TV for two hours. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right. You know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Where else, where else are you going with this? Oh, now let's go. Oh, this guy's using his chair. The guy just did left foot, left foot. He just, you know, play by play is a tough one on that one, right? I guess. I guess. And, and nobody really makes the move until late. I mean, everybody stays the same. They, they, What's they, the move? They run? No, they, they, they take the back of one of the players and they, and they run beside them yeah. and, until a certain point, and then they kick it up. But they're, they're in a pack at the beginning, and ugh. So you got you, you got two, twenty thousand people running. The guy, the last guy, by the time he crosses the starting line, the other guy must be Done. miles ahead. Yeah. <laughs> miles ahead. Seriously? Yeah. You're yeah. not going to win. I would like to see someone from the third pack catch or beat someone from the first pack. Yeah, I wonder if somebody, because all the guys have single-digit numbers that end up crossing first, right? Yeah. Is there anybody, you know, 684 or something, he ends up in the front. And I would always say, I would want to be, you know, just to get on TV, if I could run a mile, that, you know, let me burst out, give it 100%, you know, at the beginning, just to get in the front of the Uh, pack. Just to get that there Just to get there. You know, who's this guy, David Garofalo, coming up? We never even heard of him or something. Smoking oh, a cigar. He, he, he just dropped, you know, because that's given everything. We, think, we think he might be dead. <laughs> yeah. He did just right foot, up. left foot, no foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But given everything you got just to get in the front. Or whatever. All right. The, there's a lot of buzz in the cigar world right now about this Davidoff Black. Okay. Which so. is sort of a misnomer because the people from Davidoff aren't calling it Davidoff Black. They were. That was the code name, and that's what I believed it was all the way through until they just have put out the release and everything, and I, and I talked to them when I was down there. It's a Nicaraguan Puro. It is going to have a black band on it. It's going to be the opposite of everything they've ever done before. So it's a first time in history for the company. A Nicaraguan Puro actually made in, in, in the Dominican Republic. So still made a Tabadon? Yes. Okay. Uh, black band. Davidoff is known for its white band, and it's Davidoff white people call it. And uh, this is the Davidoff black, but it's going to be with the name of Davidoff Nicaraguan is what they're going to end up changing the name to. Uh, Which will, I liked Davidoff black. They should have kept it. Yeah. Name. That's cooler sounding. Well, there's, it, it, and I don't know if they heard what, what the thing is, but there's a new cigar coming out with a black, with, called black or in white. Uh, San Lucia from, uh, that used to be with Nub, he's coming out with his thing, and it's black, Finally. and it's white. And the Nicaraguan is the white, uh, and the Dominican is the black. He's doing the opposite, so it's going to get really confusing yeah. of what's going to happen. But for you to understand what, what it really is, what the answer is, 
We, the Cigar Authority, and I'm just telling you right now for the first time, uh, we've been invited to launch the cigar on June 22nd in New York on the radio show. It is a Wednesday, I believe. Um, I think it's Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Um, we'd have to tape the show and air it later on. Um, the, the following Saturday, we are having um, the Zeno um, event yep. on the show. It's their show. At that point, we could, you know, maybe do a segment, tape a segment, and then... That's probably better. It. I mean, it's, yeah. you blow up two full hours, you're not really moving around and schmoozing. You may not get the best content. So if we walk around with a recorder, we could interview people and What's capture the, the audio. The uh, June 22nd, it'll be the launch in New York. That's a Saturday. <clears throat> no. Yeah, June 22nd? I don't believe oh. so. That's when we would run. So it would be, it would be that it, Wednesday. It would be the Wednesday or Thursday Which before. would be the 19th. Okay. Okay. 19th the 20th. I, I had wrote that down, I guess, for the um, people to understand one did hear it. Um, this is a major step for them. Um, they're looking at Davidoff as not being a Dominican cigar anymore. They're going global with it. They're preparing for bringing back Davidoff Cuban someday and everything. So Davidoff can be made anywhere wow. uh, using any kind of tobacco. It's not no longer a Dominican product. It is a worldwide product. Davidoff Nicaraguan will come in uh, different sizes, a 5.5 by 50, a 5 by 50, 5.5 by 50, and a 5 by 50. It's the same thing. But um, <clears throat> they're also doing a uh, 3 and 3 quarters by 46. The retail is going to be 16.50, 13.90, and 9.90. So no cheap date, but they're very, very excited about it. No sample yet. Um, a group of 36 rollers will be doing this exclusive. They're making the cigars as we speak. Uh, it was intended initially as being a limited release to come out with. They are so excited about it. They love it so much. They said, no, this is going to be continuing. Full of regular line. So regular uh, line extension, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, so in saying that, Sam Lachia, who is the um, guy that um, was the face of Nub in Cane Cigars uh, for Oliva. Um, they had a little uh, problem between them, whatever happened there. Uh, Sam had a uh, three-year non-compete. Right. Uh, that non-compete is over, and uh, Sam is going to put out uh, two cigar brands, black and white. Now, this is interesting, and not, not to stop you from there, yep. but Oliva and, and the, the Nub people, being the same company, whatever, they said at the time that Sam never really had anything to do with the blending. He was just the face. Yes. Now, if that were the case, if he really wasn't a true owner or partial owner of the brand, why would there be a non-compete? That's what has always bothered me about them making the press release saying he's not really ever, never has been a part of it, him so, saying so this would, whole time that what, he was. So what would he be competing with? Right. right. If he had nothing to do with it, there would be no need for a non-compete. Therefore, I'm thinking the Leva Nub kind of tried to pull the wool over the consumer's eyes and say, yeah, he had nothing to do with it when he really did. Well, if he did, then why would he have, um, no, then he would have a non-compete. Well, he, he's saying nothing anyway. It, right. It, it's, we it, tried it, to get him on the radio yeah. shortly after. He was about to come out with that new cigar, and we were interviewing him, and he just wouldn't talk. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer, and, uh, you know, it's history now at this point. I, I don't think it matters, uh, but people are talking about it. Black and white brands, two different blends. Um, uh, made by a small uh, cigar maker in Nicaragua. The white one is the Nicaraguan. 
So he's the, going backwards. The opposite yep. of what Davidoff is doing. Anyway. This is why it's going to get really confusing. Uh, while the black is being rolled in the Dominican Republic, um, featuring a uh, fire-cured tobacco seldom used in this business. Fire-cured tobacco, which is usually pipe tobacco that's used in it. Now, as that gets confusing, they don't use that in premium cigars. So this is a truly unique thing, uh, although they... One company's doing a black, one company's doing a white, and it's messed up there. You got something very, very different being fire cured tobacco that he's using. Now, but, but, but wait, there's Drew, more. There's more. Drew Estates is introducing a cigar, their newest line extension, My Uzi Weighs a Tons extension, Kentucky Fire Cured. So at the same time, there's a fire cured. Poor Sam doesn't have a chance here. Oh, man. <laughs> like, he's going he's gonna to be flushed out before he gets started. A three-size, so if you, you say, I want to end up trying this new, new thing, uh, a three-size line uh, using some American tobacco uh, normally used uh, for dried or moist snuff, fire-cured over hickory, maple, and oak woods. So it's smoked and dried using the heat of the smoking yes. process? Yeah, like you, were, like you were smoking meat or something like that. You smoke tobacco. You're going to be flavoring the tobacco using the smoke. The wood. Okay. From That's the, interesting. I'm, I'm interested as a bastard to try it. I know, it's very interesting, and, and Sam would have been the one to try it with because he's coming out with this, and he, he's holding it back. He's not able to pr- produce the thing. He's ready to come out. He puts the press release out on the same day that Drew Estate says... And we're using ours on this thing. So, you know, as a, as a young guy trying to get started, man, holy God. God. And you're talking about two machines. You've got Drew Estates, yeah. marketing machine. They've oh, got the yeah. reps out there. They've got everything going on. And you've got Davidoff going to do this million-dollar launch that they're going to end up producing right. on their thing. And they're going to spend a million dollars on the launch party. <laughs> right. right. And this poor <laughs> and not guy. Not even bad an eye. Someone's going to write that out of their personal checking account. Man, man. Uh, and both companies very, very excited about their, their new thing. And here's Sam saying, here, I'm over and here. And bo- both companies really tapped into the blogosphere with Cigar Aficionado. They're going to be able to get the word out. He may not be able to. It better be good, Sam. It better be good. Or else, yeah. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, th- this, is the, this is the time of year, though. This is what I like. This is the time of year that all the things are coming out and all this stuff. And this is a very um, copycat industry that if, um, if this ends up working out, there'll be, by the trade show, there'll be uh, people talking, oh, yeah, we got this fire cured thing with, uh, you know, something else and whatever. We'll see what it, again, nobody's tested it, so we don't know how it's going to be. If, it, if, if it's good, we got two of them out there. If it's bad, we got two losers. Uh, my Uzi weighs a ton, not Rock in the world on no, fire. It's not. It's got a following, a loyal following. It's small, yeah, but it does have a following. What I find interesting is a guy like Sam, who did have something clearly to do with Nub and and with Kane, and coming out with full-bodied cigars. He obviously. I don't know about clearly. He very unclearly. It's clear to me. Okay, that's all that matters. Well, it does. to me. So speaking for yourself, he clearly knows his tobacco. So he smoked something with fire-cured tobacco in it and thought it was good enough. To oh, I'm sure he sampled a, a crap load of these things. Come out and, with it. And I'm sure the Drew Estates people. Yeah, they're no slouches either. They're going to test themselves. Their before. names are a little wacky, but they, I mean, they do their homework. Yeah, yeah. So this, this could be an untapped resource. And if somebody can pull off something weird, it's going to be Drew Estates, right? Oh, absolutely. They're the ones that can do it. I mean, we got Papa Frida's, you know, French fries. Yeah. And I can't believe that thing sells. 
Can't believe it. And it sells. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's a shot-filled little cigar, and it sells like crazy. We can't keep them in stock. Wow. Yeah. So, listen, I can't. I, I can't. Good thing uh, there's no wagering when, yeah. it, when it comes to these things. We do. We wager. We yeah, hedge yeah. our bets. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't say that. But. How, much, how much are we going to buy? How is it going to sell? Yeah. Um, and I want to bring up the uh, Beyonce JT thing. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Do you hear anything about that? A little bit. They went to Cuba. Yeah. They went to Cuba. I tried to do this. You know, I told a story of everything I did, and, and I went to the government to, and did everything possible for months and months H and months. You're not to the Izzo. I'm not. I'm certainly not. And uh, they did it. And I'll tell you, the Cubans in Miami are mad as hell. They don't like it. Um, it certainly wasn't a popular thing to do to, the, uh, to them. Um, and I'll tell you, they didn't well think it out. You got Jay-Z walking around with the Che Korea shirt um, who was um, hated black people. Notorious racist. Yeah. And... Um, you know, murderer, terrible guy. And there they are, um, you know, very popular people that people look up to. And there they are wearing a shirt, you know, it'd be like wearing a Hitler shirt. Right. You know. Going to Germany. Yeah. Or Israel. And there they are um, walking around like that and not good. Not and, good. And very close with the President of the United States. I mean, they play at all their yeah. Uh, yeah. functions and stuff like that. And obviously got the pass from um, from their buddy and said, yeah, yeah, go, no problem. Go I through. never thought that Jay-Z was much of a rapper. I never thought he was very good. None of his songs really... Good thing were... you didn't bet on that, though. I know. Yeah, what it is, though. He's, a He's good come out of retirement three times with the same album. It's always that blue, right, right. number two, blue number three, whatever. The, the, uh, the thing I, I look at, though, is I wonder if, and, and you know that um, Obama knew that they want to go and... Uh, it was sanctioned oh, and, o- sure. and okay by it. He's got it. Is this the beginning? Can I can I look at this and say this has something to do with the next step, and this begins the talk of the trade embargo, wow. which would be a good thing. Uh, my feeling that uh, end it, you know, and put it to bed. In 1960, I mean, God, you're right. talking uh, 50 years of ridiculous. Uh, Is Castro still alive? Yeah. Barely. That's what they're waiting for, but this guy won't die. And then you got Raul, and yeah. but they're both old. They can't live forever. I mean, it's a matter of time anyway. But you know, I look at something like this, and it, and it seems like Obama does throw um, famous people in to get people to feel, uh, you know, mo- most Americans didn't even realize. You know, they go, oh, no, isn't this nice? You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm on the wrong channel. Yeah. You know, let me, switch, let me switch over to the other channel and what, they, what they're saying. You go to the other channel, they go, oh, my God, what is he doing? Right. right. You know, the other channel is, isn't this nice that they're celebrating their anniversary there? You know, it's crazy, crazy. So that's all I got on that subject. Let's go to break. When we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison tells us how, how to be more debonair. Old Fart Freddy returns. Yes. We have events, promotions, and lots more. We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire, where we're smoking. We're smoking, baby. Despite what it says outside, we're smoking. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Mark Legace from General Cigar, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? 
I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Fortsack Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head -head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Fortsack Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better, it is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything. That's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world.
Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. This is Max Pickler from Rocky Patel, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. That's amazing, Max. Amazing. amazing. And tomorrow, once again, amazing Max. Max Bickler is uh, on the amazing race. Yes. And if you've been watching it, uh, he's been squeaking by a couple times and uh, keeps moving on. We'll see what happens to him this week. Uh, and uh, if he wins, he wins a million bucks. And he's out of the business. No, I don't know what ends up happening. <laughs> Rumor is there's going to be an amazing, uh, what do they say? Um, Cigar. Yeah, him. a cigar for him that was, I didn't like the name of it. I said uh, Amazing Max is a better name, but they had some sort of name. I forget what it was, but I think we're going to see something. We'll see something at the trade show, some sort Crazy of not to. Amazing Max. Take advantage of it. He tells me uh, people recognize him in stores and stuff like that. There's nothing like uh, being on these reality shows and stuff, and it's the 15 minutes of fame yeah, sure. going on right now. So take advantage while you can, my man, for sure. Um, birthdays. We've got a lot of birthdays uh, uh, today. For, uh, four famous birthdays, as far as I'm concerned. Thomas Jefferson. Today's his birthday. Uh, major, major accomplishment, Thomas Jefferson. Don Adams. Do you know who Don Adams is? Actress. Freddie says yes, of course, right off the bat. Is that Batman? No. No, Robin. No. Batman's Don brother. Adams, get smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Don Adams. Okay. He was also uh, a cartoon character. Who was he on a cartoon character? Do you remember that? Um, he not he was yeah, Inspector gadget, gadget, but he was also um, Tennessee Tuxedo. Ah. Tennessee Tuxedo. It's uh, also uh, Tony Dow's birthday. Tony Dow wasn't he very hard on the Beaver? Very hard on the Beaver. Leave it a Beaver's wow. brother, Tony Dow Wally. Wally, yeah, yeah, hey yeah. Wally, Wally Cleaver, and this man right here. 
that's when the, the music's supposed to start. But of course it's not going to end up happening. There it is. It's the wrong song. I but know, I got no reason let's, for that. Let, let's assume it was the right thing. That, that's Al Green. I'll skip ahead. There we go. Oh. I fat-fingered it. Nothing's going to work technology today. Yeah. This, is, this is the way it's going to go. <laughs> this is Al Green, the Reverend. The, the Reverend very, Al. The this is the reverend. real Reverend Al. Al Green. The this reverend. is good stuff, man. Yeah. So happy birthday to those guys. If you're celebrating your birthday today, happy birthday. Have yourself a nice cigar today. Why not, right? Okay, Mr. Jonathan, you ready? Well, I, I, it Chuck, takes me a second. Chuck, are you ready? I'm ready, dude. <laughs> so it's that time for Old Fart Freddy. Old Fart Freddy brought this is my to you by segment. the Aging Room Cigar. Aging Room. All right, here we go. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like Aging Room Cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy to talk to you about going on a date in a fancy restaurant. Nowadays, you go out to eat in five-star restaurants. The food is cooked to perfection, the meat is tender, and none of the vegetables are touching when the food arrives at your table. In my day, you ate what you killed or found dead on the side of the road. You had to cook the shit out of it or die from whatever disease killed it. The meat was tough and everything became stew. Why? Because we were men. Nowadays, you excuse yourself to go to the restroom where there is a place to sit, things to read, and soft, plush toilet paper. In my day, when nature called, we wandered around the dark, hoping not to step in horse pucky. When we were done, there was a choice to go the ladies' route and use pine needles or be a man and use your hand. We were men. Nowadays, your evening may end with a little nookie. You will dim the lights, throw on some Marvin Gaye, bust out an ultra-thin latex condom, and feel every ounce of her carnal pleasure. In my day, if we wanted to practice safe relations, we would start the groping in complete darkness. We would tie our rawhide rancher gloves onto Mr. Winky with a bungee cord and feel nothing all night long. Half the time, we weren't sure if your partner was in the room with you. But the great thing about rawhide is that it's reusable. That's true. It toughened us up because we were men. Men. We were roadkill-eating, hand-wiping, horse-hide-humping men. <laughs> Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos, try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged and some are not. <laughs> aging room cigars. Awesome. And Old yeah, Fat Freddy. Very, very popular. Old Fat Freddy. <laughs> very popular here at the Nashua location. If you want to meet and greet the Old Fat Freddy himself, just come on down. Because <laughs> he's always here. It certainly is. So anyway, uh, we have a uh, La Flor Dominicana mystery cigar event coming up April 25th, 6 to 8 at our Salem store. This is a, um, and, I, and I was with Lido, and we were talking briefly about it. They're very excited about it. Uh, they don't tell you anything about it until you end up showing up. It's the only time you can get the cigar is at one of these mystery events. They, they're doing it all across the country. So look at your local brick-and-mortar store and see if you got a uh, La Flor Dominicana mystery cigar event happening and uh, see what it's all about, because I have no idea, because it's a mystery to me, too. Hmm. So I can't wait to go, because uh, I want to try everything, and this is the only chance you get to try something like that. So uh, looking forward to um, Lito Gomez and the Mystery Cigar event coming up April 25th uh, at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. 
And saying that, we're just a couple weeks away from our tickets to our big event going on. Yes. Two Guys Smoke Shop's 28th anniversary. Tickets are going on sale Saturday, May 4th. And um, I'm excited. The event is until September 25th, but we put the tickets on sale in May. They will sell out in a few days at least, maybe one day. One day. You think so? Yep. So we got about 400 tickets to sell. Uh, September 25th is the event, but May 4th, tickets go on sale. You have to come to the store to get them um, on that day. If you plan on going, that's when you have to do it. The yeah. event this year, we're giving away a DeLorean automobile. So DeLorean automobile uh, came out in 81, 82, but the famous part of DeLorean automobiles came when Back to the Future, the movie, came out in 1985. And uh, that really uh, turned that automobile into an icon. People look at it and they say, oh, Back to the Future, DeLorean, they know what it is. Uh, I have it. It's uh, stainless steel. It is uh, awesome looking, those wing. Virgin uh, in every way. Virgin in every way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the gull wing doors on yes. it. And uh, it's pretty cool looking. 10,000 miles on it, all original. Everything is uh, as it was when it was made. And somebody walks away that night with it, along with 15 different manufacturers, all the who's who in the industry are going to come to the event. You never know uh, the surprise people that show up. Yep. Last year uh, we uh, had dessert, and it was brought to you by Ben and Jerry's, and Jerry himself came. and uh, Cigar smoker. Great oh, guy. he was he was celebrity starstruck yeah. himself with the cigar celebrities, and they were uh, starstruck Eagerly with struck him. struck back, yeah. And not only did he carry out that event greatly, uh, he got to meet one of his favorite cigar manufacturers, which was George Padron, and they were talking during the night. And uh, later on, uh, Jerry flew down to um, the headquarters there at Padron, and he did a uh, scooping uh, exhibition, for uh, ice cream scooping uh, for everybody in the Padron family. Nice. And uh, they had all the different flavors of ice cream, and they really wow. got into it. And George was like, big big event for us nice. you know so it's funny how you know he's all about the cigars they were all about the ice cream and there we go and they how can you not be about ben and jerry's ice cream it's awesome as i was teasing uh a little earlier um i did uh sit down with uh george padrone uh, in length while i was at the show and uh they are very super excited about next year i, I was looking for some scoop to find out this year what new product you're coming out with. They usually launch some special cigar each year. And he says, this year we're going to do nothing. Uh, just continue the great cigars we have on there now because we are in the process of gearing up for 2014, which would be our 50th anniversary. And I remember the 40th when they came out with the 40th cigar and it came out with that special cigar box and it gets refilled and that's how that cigar is done. It's carved out box and it was a big deal when that came out he says we got to go over the top this year we got to come out the top right we need to come out with something really spectacular and who better than you david garofalo come up with something for us and That's i'm awesome. like what what you are the cigar authority so i said you know seriously and he goes yeah he says i want a whole bunch of ideas from you you know what do we do we have no nothing right now and uh Put your head together and please help us. And I said, I am honored yeah, that you're even asking me and talk about pressure. But uh, I would love to. And I said, you know, I'm going to come up with some crazy stuff. And he said, that's okay. Come up with a whole bunch of stuff and let's uh, make one of them work. And uh, I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So uh, I need to uh, 
collaborate and come up with some good stuff. And who knows if they take my, my ideas, but um, anybody out there in uh, audience land or something, please to um, Dave at the Cigar Authority dot com. My email, Dave at the Cigar dot com. Uh, if you've got some ideas or anything, I'd, I'd love uh, the help, and I want to put a whole bunch of things together and, and come prepared to them next time I see them with a whole bunch wow. of, uh, of they thoughts. A, they need to do the one and only time Connecticut Shade Padron. Like an 80th. I asked that a long time ago, and, and they were about, you know, darker tobaccos, yeah. and that's what they were about, and it, this would be definitely a, a huge change-up for them, the... the um, Jose, the father, shook his head, you know, when I made that request before, like no interest at all. But I would love to see it. Connecticut yeah. is a golden color. Yeah. It's the 50th anniversary. Gold, gold, baby. Could be a golden color. Still a lot of beef to it. But, yeah. um, you know, and it, that would be uh, an awesome thing, uh, hmm. you know. But I got, I got a lot some thoughts in mind anyway. But I want to go with a lot of them. I, I, I need uh, a few weeks to, to gather whatever information, whatever what help anybody has. So uh, Dave at the CigarAuthority.com. CigarAuthority.com, by the way, um, if you listen to the show on there live or if you go to the um, to that um, to, the site. To, to get um, the podcast or to see what's going on, if there's a blog. and The webcast. Yeah, webcast, whatever's going on. We need to put some blogs. We like need that. to do something. But um, we need a writer. That's what we, we need. need. A writer. We need somebody that wants us. Let's cut to, to the chase. We've got to get to Debonair. So what David is trying to say is we, you noticed, hopefully today, that there's an email capture. Uh, we're going to start collecting emails from people because people want to know what we're smoking in advance, and we're starting to put that program together, and the only way we can let you know is by shooting you an email. I guess we could call everybody, but that's very labor-intensive. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so uh, do that. Put put your information on there so we can let you know if we would have told you we're going to smoke the Perdomo Champagne today. You could get that at your local brick-and-mortar store. Correct. No problem. The same size that we were going to smoke the Corona. And you, too, would have sm- tasted maybe that. Um, smoke with us. Yeah, vanilla smoke with mustard. us. I don't know about vanilla, but there's mustard taste in there. All right. So Good, good mustard. It's time for the gentleman segment. That it is. Are you ready, Chuck Morrison? Let's do it. Let's go. Gentlemen's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provides its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. Today we're going to talk about the Gentleman's Guide to Getting Pulled Over. Happened to me today. Now, this is for basic traffic stops, all right? We're talking about speeding, maybe a taillight out. Sliding through a stop sign. Not, not if you talking have, like, about six kilos of coke in the back. Yeah, we're not talking basic about basic stuff. Uh, basic stuff, Easy not intoxication. Stuff. So, so this is to get you off. This or? is to get you off. I got a warning. I'm going to share with you some gentlemen's advice to how to deal with the whole pullover process. Okay. First off, you got to put yourself in the officer's shoes. Very important. DYK. Did you know traffic stops are one of the leading causes of death among police officers? What makes traffic stops so hazardous? First, is the danger that the pulled over motorist poses to the officer. Sure. Sudden and violent attacks are common. Dozens of officers are killed each year by gunfire during routine traffic stops. Second threat, obvious here, is the op- the threat officers face from ongoing traffic. Absolutely. Officers getting hit by passing vehicles is sadly also one of the common leading causes of death. Yeah. So knowing the dangers that the traffic uh, that the traffic stop poses to officers should guide your actions whenever you see those flashing red lights behind you. Uh, the advice that follows boils down to two key points. Number one is to pull over to a safe area, and number two is don't do or say anything 
that will make the officer think that you're a threat. So pull over as tight as you can to the right so that he can, doesn't have to walk into the traffic much. Yes. Yeah, if it's at night, you want to be in a well-lit area. Maybe don't hit a mailbox or whatever when you do pull over. You know. here's, some, here's some etiquette. Acknowledge the officer by turning on your flashers. This notifies the officer to the officer that you know that you've seen his lights and that you plan on pulling over. Do this especially if you think you'll need to drive a distance before you can find a safe place to pull over. Next, pull over to a safe location like we're talking about. Typically, you want to pull over to the right side of the road. When looking for a spot to pull over, think safety first, both for yourself and the officer. Um, if you need to travel a short distance to pull over, do so at a slower pace than you would normally drive. If you need to cross multiple lanes to pull over to the right-hand side of the road, do so safely. So you pull over to a safe location. Here's what you do. You stay in the car, all right? If you yeah. get out of the car, as soon as you stop, it might give the impression to the officer that you're going to be aggressive or just have something to hide in the car. Just keep your butt in the car. Turn off the engine. Turn off the radio. Roll down your window. Turn on the dome lights if it's at night. Uh, it's common to get amped up. You know, heart racing when you get pulled over. Take deep breaths. Relax. Unless you've done something outright criminal, driving intoxicated, transporting cocaine, there's yeah. nothing to be nervous about. Put on the dome lights, huh? I yeah. didn't know if that, if that was the cool thing to do. It's, it's the cool thing to do. All it right. shows that everything's cool. All right. You know, nothing to hide here. Uh, the worst thing that's going to happen, again, just to ease the nerves here, is that you're going to get a ticket. That's the worst thing that's going to happen, right? Not the end of the world. If it helps, it's good to remind yourself that the officer is probably just as nervous as you are. So stay still. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Uh, you don't want to give the impression that you're a reason to be any kind of threat. If you plan on fighting your ticket, keep your answers short and don't directly admit wrongdoing. Everything you say to an officer is admissible in court. So Can and will be used against you. If, you're, if you want to fight it, don't do it there on the and spot. They don't have to don't say anything you. that admits your guilt. Correct. Okay, Officers will typically ask questions to get some sort of admission of, of guilt from you. For example, do you know why I pulled you over? Don't say, I was speeding, sir. Simply say no or I don't really know. Sometimes just saying sorry works. However, sometimes it's just better to fess up and apologize. If you don't plan on fighting your ticket, just say, you know what, I'm sorry, sir. My mind was distracted, maybe with work. I'll pay more attention next time. Um, I've gotten off with just a warning a few times by saying those words. It shows the officer some courteousness, and you're being polite. <clears throat> what if I unbutton a couple of buttons on my shirt? If it's a lady officer? No, even if it's a guy officer. Oh, oh. You never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> no? Wow. Okay. Don't go there? You're the one who goes there. Yeah. Of, okay. of all the three of us, you're the one who goes there. All right. Uh, real, we gotta, we got to fly, guys. I mean, it's, it's almost time for the, uh, for the hard break here for two-minute warning. But wait for the officer to ask for documentation. All right, don't expedite the process. Wait until he asks before you pull out of your glove box. You might think you're pulling for a weapon. Uh, move deliberately. Um, let's see here. Quick tip is to keep your glove compartment neatly organized so you're not shuffling for papers when, when it occurs. Sure. If you carry a gun, let the officer know. Some states have laws that require uh, concealed carry uh, owners to inform the officers that they're carrying a gun. These are called must-inform states. Officers are allowed to ask for and to hold the weapon for the duration of the stop. Even if you don't live in a must-inform state, as a courtesy to the officer, you might want to disclose the fact that you're carrying. Um, return your hands to the wheel. You know, let the officer know that you... Uh, that you appreciate them, be very polite, you know, and that's it. Debonair Cigars. Just, sorry, rushed here. <laughs> How to Be a Gentleman brought to you by Debonair Cigars. Are you Debonair? Enough. Enough. Absolutely. Missed a lot there, guys, but maybe next week. All right, next week is, is great because next week is Wednesday. We're doing the show Saturday. You guys are going to hear it Saturday, but for those that in the know, and here is the know right now, we're taping Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Because uh, you've got some place to go. Chicago. you got to go to Chicago. So we're taping at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. If you have no plans, you have nothing better to do, you don't have a job, check.
check us out, or right? You're Rudy, and you're in another time zone. That's right. Watch. So for Sean in the studio, Chuck Morrison by our side, Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And if you can learn nothing else today, keep your hands on the wheel and keep the lid end out of your mouth. Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado Cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest-priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.